Hundreds of hearts that beat as one. Grateful for all the house has done. Attention, attention. Welcome to the Western House Camp Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Camp Director Ryan Walensky. Welcome to a very special edition of the West End House Camp Podcast. Today, we'll be counting down the year 2020 by giving out the Westie Podcast Awards, the WPAs, to our top 20 most memorable quotes from the forgettable year of 2020. Let's get it started. Number 20, the winner of the Parent-Son Win-Win Award goes to Josh and Nate Mendelson. Josh, how much how how easy were things uh when Nate was at camp? Oh my god. At home. Yeah. It was amazing. Nate's an only child, so we we were you know, like we were jealous, but we were also it was weird to not have any kids at home and it was actually awesome cuz we went away with the Eagermans and the Bernsteins for the weekend um, cuz all their kids were at camp too. And so that was great. It was like it's just an everybody wins, you know. Obviously like part of me would rather be at camp, but you know, knowing Nate that was having an awesome time and knowing that we didn't have to parent for a few weeks was was pretty amazing. <laughs> it was amazing for me not having my parent for a few weeks. <laughs> Number 19, the winner of the best advice for using your auction part 2 points goes to Alex and Tyler Hahn from San Diego. So what you're saying out there to future auction uh, part two participants is side table is a little overrated as a prize. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that what I'm getting? Definitely. Definitely. If so, if what, what's food the, on, the side, on the side table. So of the four prizes you got, well, which, which one was the best? I think it was the root beer float. Number 18. The winner of the Extreme Camper Veteran Award goes to Brady Block of Needham, Mass. So you've already been to camp for five years, even though you're only, what are you, 12 years old? 11 turning 12 years. <laughs> you're only 11 years old and you've already <laughs> been to camp. So if you keep up this pace, and if you're a 15-year-old Gottlieb, how many years of a, as a camper will you have? I think nine or 10. I don't really know. Well, I wonder if that's a record. I know we've had campers that have been, other campers that have started as young as you did. You started at six, right? Yes, yeah, six turns. Uh, number 17. The worst job of making league names by a league commissioner goes to alumni Sam Eggert. I did a Taco Bell menu items league first few oh, weeks in 2018. You might remember that, Ryan. This sounds like the worst idea ever. Yeah, so <laughs> it was funny when I was writing it down. I was like, oh, yeah, let's roll with it. Like, like no one's going to think much of it. But, like, I had teams like the Kit Kat Chocolatillas, the Naked Chicken Chalupas, the Doritos Locos Tacos, and the Crunchwrap Supremes. It was just not good. Oh, that's so annoying. That's like, that's like you'd have to, like, memorize a paragraph to know your league name. Yeah, and kids were forgetting. Uh, <laughs> did you shorten them? Do you just like, like at some point, you just go, all right, what? You're the tacos, you're the chalupas, or did you continuously roll with the whole name? So I did actually. I, the Kit Kat chocolatillas just became the Kit Kats. The <laughs> naked chicken chalupas were the chalupas. <laughs> the Crunchwrap Supremes became the Crunchwraps. And then I kept the Doritos Locos Tacos as what it was because I thought that one kind of rolled off the tongue a little better. Next up, number 16, the winner of the best endorsement for their favorite league sport goes to Jack Goldberg of Natick. What's your favorite of the league sports? Probably Newcomb. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you like Nukem so much? It's fun to like maybe spike the ball on people or you can like <laughs> play. It's fun to play with your friends, like give them a chance to throw the ball over the net or serve from far away. But we, when you say spike, you're not tall enough to actually spike. You just mean throw it fast, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I think the net's like, like uh, was it like eight feet tall or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Number 15, the winner of the Hot City Validation Award goes to alumni Mitchell Lesser. So speaking of that, right, you're, you're, you live in New York City during, during the summer, and I want to know, is Bill's Hot City speech uh, is valid now that you're in, like, the hottest of all hot cities? 100%. 100%. It is so hot. It is horrible. It's like the pavement is 120 degrees. It's, it, it doesn't smell great in the city. There's, there's a lot of wonderful things about the city. The summer is, is not its best time. Bill says there's no way to escape the hot city. Is, is there any way to escape? Is there any way to escape the hot city? <laughs> No, you, you need fans, you need extra AC. Um, when you get into a cold apartment, you notice it immediately. It's like the best part of the day. <laughs> out, it's tough outside. Uh, for sure. Number 14, the winner of the worst nickname given to a camper award goes to Jackson McGee of Brookline. So I was going to ask you, uh, so those of you who don't know Jackson, Jackson has a nice set of blonde hair. Do you have a nickname at camp? Because I always refer to you as, uh, you know, Sunshine from um, from uh, Remember the Titans. You ever seen Remember the Titans? I have seen Remember the Titans, but I don't remember it. The quarterback has, like, like long blonde hair like you do. Yeah. The first year I got, I got um, some Goldilocks. Some people are <laughs> calling me Goldilocks. <laughs> It hasn't really stuck with me, but I, now just people call me like McGee, which is my last name. Number 13, the winner of the best defender of the Deluxe Deli Buffet goes to alumni Matt Connolly. Can I pivot to the next meal? Because this is something that you and I yeah, have argued yeah, for for a decade now. Let's get back to the food. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so I long uh, stood firm on this take and that I'm a big metaphor for life guy. And the deluxe deli buffet is a metaphor for camp. If you want to have a mediocre time, just show up, have a ham and cheese and call it a day and be like, you know what? That meal wasn't great. But if you want to really squeeze every drop of, le of, of lemonade out of the lemon, that is the deluxe deli buffet, go in, get yourself a roast beef and cheese, throw in the microwave for a little bit, put some chips on the side toppings, Go all out. That was the best part about that meal. It's one of the best meals at camp. And honestly, the amount of hate it gets from you specifically is not warranted. Number 12, the winner of the Podcast Groupie of the Year Award goes to alumni Steve Wynn. So, Steve, uh, you, you might be the biggest fan of the pod. Of uh, You might be my biggest groupie. Uh, what what, it, what has been your favorite podcast so far? And what would you like the podcast to do going forward? Or like, who do, would you want us to interview? Yeah, I, I, so I would say, you know, I, I feel like when the first when the podcast first came out, I didn't listen right away. But then, you know, I, I listened to the first one with Zach. Um, and I think it was, you know, the Han boys talking and I, and I really enjoyed it. And then after that, 
I think every podcast has been super good. My favorite one I, was the most recent one that you launched, which was uh, using uh, celebrities into the Apache relay. <laughs> so I would say I highly enjoyed that. And I think it's it, you and your brothers. I think, no, I, I find your, your humor, you know, I'm like right there with you uh, in the movie character. So uh, I, I'd like, I think, continuing with different uh, alumni, uh, to just hear interviews and updates, but I think also uh, baking in some of the, uh, you know, your, your celebrity rosters into stuff <laughs> like celebrity cleanup, celebrity, you know, celebrity counselor hunt, who, if, if they came up to camp, would be, would be good, good in some of these night activities. Um, and I like that you guys primarily use people from the 1980s and, and early 90s and sometimes obscure characters. So I think if you're going in that direction, um, I, I, I need more of them. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a huge fan. And I tell, I tell all the other uh, guys about the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate the support. Number 11, the winner of the toughest parent intro to West End House goes to... Parent Deb Vogel. He was nervous. We were nervous. So we get to the bus and I, you know, I, I, we put him on and I put him on to go say, I was teary and um, <laughs> not going to lie. I was a little teary and Maddie was so nervous and he ran off the bus and he wrapped his arms around me and he's got tears streaming down his face. And I um, was I had scheduled, I was teaching a birthday party right afterwards. And so I was all dressed like I had makeup on and mascara on and all this stuff. And it was pouring rain, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and so I, think it was. I was literally a drowned rat with my hair sopping wet. The mascara is running down my face. I had to go and teach. I'm sobbing, Maddie sobbing. And then we realized that we forgot his pillow. So then Todd has to go run back. So it's like 15 minutes approximately from our house where the bus drop is. So we had, so Todd had to run back home. So in my, in my mind's eye, what I remember is me stepping in front of the bus in this drowned rat, the makeup running down my face, crying hysterically going, you can't leave yet. We don't have this pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it wasn't quite like that, but that's how I remember it. Maddie's sobbing. We're putting him on there and we're like, okay, off you go. And um, it was horrible. The But the moral of that story is... Wait, I got to jump in now because everyone's going to hear my version of the story. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know, as, as having done this many years, that this is a very, very emotional time when the parents send their kids off to summer camp, overnight camp for the first time. So I'm very cognizant of that which is totally normal and totally fine. There's a point though, where there's always one or two parents that literally won't get off the bus as we're trying to leave. Yes. And it's a really tricky thing because, you know, I understand the moment and I, but it, the bus doesn't got to go though. No. <laughs> so it's like, you don't want to tell the parent like, Hey, I really need you to get off because like, you don't want them to have that first experience right. of like the director, like getting mad at them. Right. So it's a lot of like subtle, like, all right, guys, ready to go now. Like a lot of those and hoping the parent gets the cue. So I don't, I don't think that was my, I, I don't remember having staying on the bus. I remember that I was standing outside in the rain and, and Maddie kept coming out to me 
And then we would then shove them back on the bus. But no, and I totally get that. Like, you know, we start teaching at the studio. We start kids at two. And I always am saying to the parents, just leave. Just we kid. <laughs> just leave. I get it. You know, so I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, you know, and now now after all these years later, now I look at the other parents who are, you know, who are me with the tears running down their faces and, you know, and everything else. Oh, and then Maddie wouldn't let me come to the bus for the next three years. So I was, I was banned and it wasn't up until literally, I think, I think it was another three years. And then I got, I, he said, okay, I can, I can do it now. And then I was able to go back to the bus, but for all those years, it had to just be dad. I had to say goodbye to him in our house. And then he got to go because he he had like post-traumatic bus syndrome or something. Okay. We're going to start the top 10 most memorable quotes, really hard to crack the top 10, but here we go. Number 10, the winner of the best explanation of the stress of being a waiter award goes to Ace Eagerman of Franklin. Which is your least favorite job when you get it, you're like, oh, no, not that today. It has to be today. waiter. What's so bad about waiter? You're working all day, really. All right, because it's not just during cleanup. It's it's for three meals. And, yeah. And what do you have to do as waiter? Give me an idea of what is expected of you. Well, first you have to wake up earlier than everyone else. Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. If they're going to wear pajamas for breakfast, <laughs> then you you have to, bullet. Then, so you have to go to the mess hall as quickly as you can for breakfast because you don't want to get a bad cereal or a, or at least you want to get a cereal that's like like Lucky Charms if they have it. So Lucky Charms is considered a good cereal. Well, they're all good cereals, but like Lucky Charms is like one of the bunk's favorites. So if you, you know? if you get there early enough to get Lucky Charms and your whole bunk is happy with you, is that what happens? Sometimes. If it's like Fruit Loops or like if they don't have Fruit Loops or Lucky Charms, then like really, if it's like a cereal that every that um everyone likes and like enjoys, then um if you don't get that cereal, they might be upset with you and like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. What, I know what you mean. Has that happened to you? Is have you been like late to to setting the table and got like a cereal that isn't considered one of the good ones, and your bunkmates were mad at you? I have. That has happened? Okay. Number nine, the winner of the best explanation of Westinghouse Camp's inclusion goes to alumni Matthew Shivers. Our camp is very diverse. Mm-hmm. And did, was that a factor in you going to our camp versus other camps? Um, I mean, I had never been to camp at all. It's just for me, how I grew up. I grew up around people who looked like me, who had the same kind of means as me. It was just very, the same kind of, I don't know. It was just weird to be placed in such an area where everyone is from different walks of life. And I never felt like an outsider. Like I'm this Southern kid who's, you know, been around nothing but a bunch of black kids his whole life. And then here I am surrounded by all these different cultures and all these different people. And it was just like, just so it was like a welcoming kind of thing, but also very eye-opening. I learned so much as a, just like as a person. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to do. So that's great to hear. Yeah. Number eight, the winner of the best description of West End House Camp's specialness goes to alumni Guy Stampore. Probably don't have. It's totally unique. And it's, it's a special thing, man. It's a, it's why the spirit of the house, you know, will never die. It's why, um, you know, I had never heard. I'm, I'm born on 93rd Street on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. 
um, uh, previously lived, you know, I lived for a little bit in Harlem. Um, but as a kid, I spent a lot of time on the Upper West Side. I had never heard, you know, I had been to Brookline where my cousins live. I'd been to Newton. I'd never been to Dorchester or Roxbury. I'd never heard of them. Um, there, you know, the diversity of the camp, that it wasn't only kids from certain neighborhoods similar to the Upper West Side. It was like, you know, it just added, it, it didn't even, and, and it didn't even register as a kid. It was just like, it was like, we have, there are different kids from different backgrounds here, all doing, you know, what kids should be doing, eating cake and milk, playing sports, being outside, learning to <laughs> swim. I can remember, I was not the best swimmer. I, I could, I could stay afloat, but, um, you know, like, you know, learning all these things and being kids and it truly makes West End unique. And I'm so glad to hear that it's still um, the same place. I mean, that that spirit to me um, and and the and and the diversity and um, and the, the, the grounds also, you know, it's it, it makes it a unique place and one that, I, you know, I have a lot of friends who went to camp and it seemed to be a somewhat, you know, homogenous experience for them, for lack of, you know, I don't have a better word, but it, it was, it certainly was, you know, everyone swears by their, by their camp experience. But when I really dig in, you know, that element um, of having kids from all across, even if everybody rooted for the Boston Red Sox, sorry, not everybody, if like 70% <laughs> rooted for the Boston Red Sox. I remember, I remember there were international campers and I remember, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not great with names, but I remember um, they all, one reason is because they all happen to be pretty good in soccer. And I love that because, you know, they grew up playing soccer. It was, you had, I had, I had never heard of, of a lot of the towns and cities that many of the campers came from. And to me, that was a, another added piece of the experience. It wasn't only sports. It was having conversations with people from different walks of life and different neighborhoods and, you know, a different family dynamics and special place, man. I can't say it enough, Ryan. It really is. Yeah, I, I agree. Well put. Number seven, the winner of the promise that will most likely be regretted award goes to rap star alumni Jonas. So I have a, I have a crazy request and you can tell me, come on, man, which is probably what you're going to do. It would be awesome if you could get a line about camp in one of your songs at some point. Easy. Done. You think you can do that? Easy. Yeah. That's easy. Oh, man. Done. Really? That would be the best thing ever if there was like a random line like about like Spirit oh, of the House deal. or something. That would That's be so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Because uh, right, you well. know, I could I could craft it in a way that watch it'll be a surprise. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Number six, the winner of the best camp marketer award goes to camper Jacob Dancy from Mansfield. If there are any people that are deciding if they want to go to camp or not, definitely do. It's amazing. Thank you, Jacob. You should be. You, we should have you on the payroll as a marketer. Good stuff. I agree. Any, any, love that. What's that? He said he would love that. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Well, you guys. I mean, that's that's really, if you think about it, that's how we get a lot of the kids. It's it's friends of of kids we already have. So that's that's great that you're trying to get some of your friends to come to camp. All right, here we go. The Academy had a really difficult time bringing this to the top five, but here we go. Number five, the winner of the Best Parent Explanation of the Uniqueness of West End Award goes to Parent Diane Tomas-Hall. I think one of the draws for us was the racial diversity piece. Um, mm -hmm. 
because uh, our kids are adopted and boys of color. And so when we looked at the photos, you know, for Chris too, I think uh, it was sort of unspoken for him, but I could tell that, you know, he was paying attention to that and felt drawn to that and then ended up making friends and, and getting to know so many different kinds of kids. And I just felt like that was awesome. And that is not true everywhere. Um, you know, you have to actively like seek to be a camp that's diverse, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to have it, you know, in Maine, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to like make people feel welcome and, um, and seek them out. And obviously the camp has done that because, um, you know, year after year, that's been true about the camp. It wasn't just like an anomaly this year. So I was, I was proud to be part of that. Like, I think that that says something about the other families who choose to send their kids there too. And it makes me feel good about being part of that community. Yeah, that's a great point. The, uh, you know, the families that send their kids to camp are looking for a diverse situation. I agree. That does say a lot about our camp. All right. Number four, the winner of the grown man singing color war songs award goes to alumni, Jared Wilk in this war. In this war, white team. Right, they're like a five second late. White team. Ding, 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 ding. Go white. And then you have, then you had Kevin Mahoney going. Do you think they can beat us? No. Do you think they'll defeat us? No. Do you think we can win? Yeah. Andre Walker, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. All right, get in the nitty gritty here. Number three. The winner of the Best Explanation of West End's Culture Award goes to alumni Lee Perryman. Now, you mentioned the culture of camp, so I wanted I want to ask you, how would you define the culture of West End House Camp? Family. Definitely family. Um, I remember Old Timers Week. I remember every time someone sees somebody, they, they, they make a connection. They make a connection with their child or their nephew or their cousin or their grandson, and they remember. I've always heard of, you know, off-season, how people help each other, be there for each other, um, look out for each other, and just repeat with each generation. So I think it's amazing. Number two, the winner of the When You Are One of the Boys award goes to... Ooh, singer, alumni, Jeremy Zucker. So this is like a kind of a sappy question, but like, what does it mean to you to be like considered like one of the boys? You're one of the boys. You're always one of the boys. Um, I think it sort of relates to what I said before about how when you're a camper, you know, you're sort of friends with everyone and everybody knows each other. I think that sort of mentality carries on past being a camper to where like even if you've never met someone and you know that they were a camper at West End like you have this connection and you both understand this very awesome and shaping place that we both experienced the the more experiences i have the more i sort of realize how nothing is like no place is like West End in the sense that it is so extremely unique the way that it felt like home going back every summer you know, it's just like so familiar. Yeah. And then the fact that new faces come in every year, like brighten it up every year, every summer. Very well put. What do you like? What do you think that like, why do you think it's so unique in that way? Like, what do you think it is, it is about um, camp that makes it? I think it's two way? things. I think it's the tradition 
and the fact that it's been around for so long and, and the alumni and counselors and campers are also passionate in the moment. And then I think the other part of it is literally the fact that it's so small that everybody can know each other. And it's like the soul of camp is like living and breathing with everyone because everybody knows each other and nothing gets forgotten. Funny stories are told down. Before we announce the winner of the number one most memorable quote of 2020, I'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, the Shulkin Wilk Group, Burger Adjusters, and Buzzy's Lounge. Okay, here we go. Number one, the best fan mail question of the year and best most memorable quote of the year goes to... Oh, all right, Bill Snoopy Margolin. And I admire your perseverance and your skills, and I know you'll be successful. However, a couple of things I'd like to have you answer before I can give you my full backing. Number one, what is your opinion of bringing back the Deluxe Deli Buffet? Number two, what is your opinion of my Hot City speeches of years back? Number three, how come some people call by their last names and some people by their first names? For example, Josh Dale is always called Dale. Danny Walsh, with whom you're very close and with whom you room for many years, you always call him Walsh. What what constitutes somebody being called by the first name or last name? Sloppy play. I've advocated for the inclusion of sloppy play and volleyball rules for Colorado for many years, and I've always been turned down. Please offer your opinion on the sloppy play. Next, Desert War ends with Capture the Flag. What are the chances of extending capture flag well into the dark as opposed to just calling it as it starts to get dark? Finally, I'm disappointed in your rendition of the house song, as you know. I've always accused you of ruining the tune, etc. I challenge you to singing it together with me, your version, my version, see who likes the best version. Thank you very much, Ryan, and I look forward to your reply. Congratulations, Bill Margolin, for winning the number one most memorable quote from the 2020 West Nose Camp Podcast season. However, you will not be able to pick up that award until the official awards banquet on February 30th at Kennards Beach. See you then. I'd like to thank everybody for participating in the West Nose Camp Podcast, and we look forward to the Westie Podcast Awards in 2021. Thank you, everybody, for participating, and counselors, when you're ready. Okay, West End, all lights out. Thank you for listening to the West End Host Camp Podcast. If you have any questions or topics to discuss, we'd love to hear from you. Email them to me at ryan at westenhousecamp.org or send me a voice message to anchor.fm backslash westenhousecamp backslash message. And remember, as long as the sun is in the sky, the spirit of the house will never die. Rip, 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 rap, 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 West End House. West End House. Yeah!